This is an experience. If you haven't been a part of nothing this great, we went through motherfucking the unbelievable. Hey, hit the block and sell drugs. That's exactly how it was. Take the Sprite and take the codeine and I pull me up a cup. Get a mile and drink on mud and smoke some buddies. How it was. Last night we made a movie. I'ma tell you how it was. How it was. Nigga, how it was. How it was. Bitch, how it was. How it was. Nigga, how it was. How it was. I'ma tell you how it was. Whip it, whip it, whip it, whip it, whip it, whip it, whip it. Flip it, flip it, flip it, flip it, flip it, flip it, flip it. I was self-motivated, I was self-driven. I got my determination, now I'm really winning. We can pull the Maseratis out and whip the business. I was handed thousands out when I go shopping in it. When it comes to stacking cash up, it ain't no limit. I got racks on top of racks and I ain't talking tennis. It's some girls that's gone wild, I like to see them kissing. It's some niggas playing foul and they sneak dissing. I won't let her hold me back from complete my mission. It ain't easy when you're trying to make it out of church. Hey, hey, I can say a drug, that's exactly how it was. Take that Sprite and take the codeine and I pull me up a cup. Get a mile and drink on mud and smoke some buddies. How it was. Last night we made a movie, I'ma tell you how it was. I know I usually don't play this amount of a song going into a show, but it's a good song, and I thought it'd be good to do, you know? So, I hope you guys are doing pretty good, and I hope you enjoyed this song. This is uh, Future, How It Was. I remember first hearing this song. Um, what do you call it? I, I like the beat to it, Sky, but um, I wanted to get a song that had to do with, like, that had to do with, like, defining moments, giving a purpose, meaning, you know? And I couldn't get the right thing. So I started thinking, like, okay, let me just find a song that would be a good beat. And this popped up in my head. I always liked this song from Grand Theft Auto V. So, you know, it's uh, almost six years old, this song, looking at it, at least when it was posted on YouTube. So, um, it's Johnny over here. It's the reality check. A uh, little bit impromptu. And when I say a little, I mean a lot. Um, and, uh... What do you call it? I, um, actually looking, uh, forward to this episode because I started to think, um, you know, I started to think to myself, um, you know, my last show I was talking about, you know, pride in dollar form 
And I started to think to myself, you know, what would be another episode to do? And I've been thinking so much about my finances lately, you know? My finances have just been... Uh, yeah, the, not the exact beat. I mean, the beat was nice, Sky, but uh, not the song I'd be looking for. Um, um, hang on a second. I'm sorry. I just got a message. You know, so... Okay, got that done, taken care of, yada, yada, yada. Okay, so I've been thinking a lot about my finances, and it's been getting me going so much. And a psychology that I realized so much. Is that I'm going to get my finances, I'm going to get my car loan paid off by the end of the year. And I started to realize that um, what I, uh, I got my, I'm going to have my car paid off by the end of the year. And I also started to realize that if I can work X amount of overtime for the next three months, I can have my car paid off by November, which is even better. So I started to think to myself about that. And what it is, is. I'm, I'm gonna. I've de- I've declared my overtime a designation, and what is it? It is the money that's going to be used to pay off uh, my car. I've defined my overtime checks. I'm going to get my next overtime check this Friday, and I'm using it to pay towards the car. And so what it is, is I defined it. I defined my overtime check. What is an overtime check? Now, that's not what the entire episode is going to be about, but this is the premise that got, this is what sparked me to do this show. What is an overtime check? Well, it's extra work that you've done and getting a compensation because of it. Okay. Awesomeness. But that's defining how you got it, why you got it, what you're getting, but it's not defining it's usage, where, where it's going to be used, what it's going to be used for, when are you going to use it, how are you going to use it. That's what you got to define. Now, maybe you're just going to put it in your savings. That, that's good. Maybe you're going to use some of it and splurge. And, hey, depending on how much you got, man, splurge a little. Have some fun. That's cool. You've worked the extra hours. Do that. Uh, as long as you're not over, uh, you know, upside down on uh, a bunch of things you need to pay off. If you can afford to do a little bit, have your fun. That's cool. But when you define it, as sudden, when you give a meaning, a purpose, it becomes so much more. So I have given the purpose of my overtime checks that as long as I am paying off my car, every dollar I get from my overtime checks is going to my car. I have declared the intention of my overtime check. It's I got a def- it's got a definition. It's got a it's got a job. My overtime check has a job. And that's what I realized uh, for today's episode is that when you define something for what it's to be, not just what it is. I mean, because once, once I start using my overtime checks for my car, then that's what it is. It's, right now, it's what it's going to be. My next overtime check that I get on Friday, it's what it's going to be. I've defined what it's going to be. Once I use it, I have defined what it is. Once I get it, I've defined what it is. So, that's the importance right there, is what I've done for myself. Now, don't worry, it's not like this entire show is going to be about finances. But, that's something that we need to look at that helps us propel ourselves into success in life so much more. Is definition, job, purpose, meaning. There's so many times we do that in life. You know, what's the purpose of this? What's the purpose of that? You know, when I did my last episode talking about pride and dollar form, um, I, it, that was a that what what did that do? What what was that? That was me telling a bunch of stuff like how I travel and how I wanted to live on my own. That money that I was getting for my job that was being paid for my rent, the purpose of it was for me to live with my autonomy. You know, I defined it. Without thinking about it. I didn't purposely define it. I'm just like, okay, i got to pay for my rent. You know? So I defined it. Without thinking too much into it like that. It's just, I mean, other than i got to pay. Okay. But if you can realize what you're doing with that and if you can give a proper definition, what are you looking towards? What are you? Tra- what's your goal? I'm going to tell you one of the things I just did. I just did a net worth check. 
Um, Chris Hogan, who goes, who's a part of Ramsey Solutions and does the Dave Ramsey show and the Chris Hogan show. Um, he's got actually a thing where you can do a net worth calculator. You put in how much money you got in investments, in savings, in checking, in assets, in loans, in debt, in everything. And it determines what your net worth is. And my net worth ain't much. Probably about $40,000. I pay off my car, it's going to go off. It's going to go up, of course. But, see now here's the thing. Your net worth does not take into account properly how much you make per year. It's how much you have. Because you can make all that money, but what if you lose your job? What if you take a pay cut? What if you uh, lose on your investments? Now... You, your net worth's got to change because you don't you're not making that kind of money anymore. So, what happens? By the way, I'm drinking a little bit. I bought this when I was in uh, on my way home when I was in South Dakota. I had a layover in Tennessee, and I got a thing of Sugarland Shine. It's a moonshine, Blockaders Blackberry Moonshine, forty proof means it's twenty um, percent volume. Uh, this is so it's pretty low key. Um, I can taste the sugar in this thing. Uh, the flavor ain't that best, to be honest. But I bought it for my sister, and she is not a fan. So I'm drinking a little bit of it. But I got that, and I got my sparkling orange water as well. This is delicious. I live off these orange drinks, I swear to Christ. But what I I did the math and everything, and here's what I decided. I have a goal now. Um to put my money, enough money in the savings and investments so that um, the day will come. My One of my next goals is that I am to have a net worth of $100,000. Okay? Now, here's the best part. The fact that I will not have... Um, the fact that I will not have my car payment anymore by the end of the year is going to be much helpful. Um, I'm going to be paying. I'm going to be taking, and I will have no major bills. I pay my half of the the more of the the rent, the mortgage for my my sister's house, and the bills and shit. And I got my auto insurance. That's it. That's my biggest stuff. I got a, I got a monthly cell phone bill, but it's seventy bucks. I can put. I've already declared as is that I can put five hundred dollars a month into savings. Okay, that's good. Right now, my big focus is my car. Once I'm done with my car, that's another 360 I can deal with. So I could potentially be putting $800 away per month in the savings, okay? I mean, and at $800 a year, that's $1,600 for two months, $8,000 for 10 months, so $9,600, just shy of $10,000. I could probably find another $400 somewhere throughout the year to put in. I could put $10,000 a year. What does that mean? That means that if I stick at just $800 a month and put in another 400 somewhere, I will hit um, my goal of $100,000 net worth in six years. My goal is to do that in, in four years. So that means I'm going to have to really crunch it. But what that also means is that I can find. Uh, what that also means is that I can put money. I can get extra money each month. See, I've given myself enough wriggle room to be able to pull that off because of everything I got going on. You know, between my pension and my job. And here's the other thing: if I do overtime, that's the big thing as well. My overtime can go up so much more. So now, what does that mean? Is that and I, I promise this will not just be on finances, but I'm trying to use my steam on this. My overtime checks right now for the next three months has a job, and that's paying off my car. And if I get my overtime checks along with my monthly car payment, along with this second supposed stimulus check that they're saying, which the running number is supposedly going to be 1200 again. If it's more, there you go. If it's less, uh, I can recalculate and do even and get this paid off even faster. Don't worry, I'm not getting into politics, but what I'm saying is I'm just, I've worked my finances off of that. Now, let's say that that doesn't come in. Okay. Then I'll, then my, my overtime checks will keep going into that and I'll just recalculate my math. It's not a problem. I've, I've already figured out the math if we were to not get that second stimulus check, but I'm using that for finance purposes, okay? Promise, no politics. But, um, I figured all that out. 
So now what it is is after after I pay off my car, I'm going to be collecting overtime again if I'm doing it. And trust me, we're going to be doing a lot of overtime for a while. Um, if I'm getting overtime still, that's just extra money. But if it's got a purpose, if it's got a definition, what is it? It's an overtime check. That's the purpose. That's its defining piece. That's its definition per my job. But what is it per me? Per moi. Per moi. What do I say? I say my overtime check will be money to go um, money to go to my savings towards my goal of hitting a net worth of a hundred thousand dollars. I'm about to get an overtime check after taxes of just shy of seven hundred dollars. Okay? Now that's for a four week period. Okay? We have okay, we have twenty six pay pay weeks because we get paid bi weekly. Four weeks each of them. Uh four we're going to twenty four and then the the last one is on its own, I believe, those two weeks. So at four week blocks like that. So um that means that we get for four week blocks uh which would be two of them. So that means we get twelve full blocks plus an extra two weeks. Okay. So let's say I did seven hundred dollars every month like that for overtime. Now I'm not I know I'm not going to. But let's say I do five hundred dollars, okay? Because that took forty two hours of pay, of overtime to get the seven hundred dollars. Um if I do by the looking at the math, if I can do thirty one hours of overtime a month, that will get me five hundred dollars after taxes. Okay. Third is so if I could do thirty one hours of overtime per four weeks, I will get that's another six thousand dollars. And I can put that towards my um towards my goal. Now think about it, I already said the idea of doing eight hundred dollars a month that I'll be putting into savings and stuff if I could do my do it like that at ninety six hundred a year. Okay? If I could do eight hundred dollars a month. The fact that I could do another five hundred a month that puts me at thirteen hundred, and I need to hit up about fifty five thousand dollars. So if I'm able to do that, that's thirteen thousand uh, wait five hundred a month. That's six thousand six thousand with a ninety six. That's fifteen thousand a, a year. Fifteen thousand a year times six years is ninety thousand. But if we times it by four, at sixty thousand. So if I could do thirty hours a month of overtime, put that money towards my my savings account, plus the amount of money I was already planning on allocating over there, I can make my goal of hitting a hundred thousand. Now, someone's you guys are probably listening and going, "Okay, it sounds snooty," but what I'm trying to say, I'm trying to give the fuel for you guys on definition. I have already declared a purpose for my overtime checks. And this, again, this, I'm, I know I'm focusing a lot on finance, but I'm going to move away from it. What's some of the other things? Because the truth is, in a capitalistic economic structure that we got here in the United States and in many other countries such as Canada, the UK, and other stuff, uh, a lot of things are defined by money. Let's just face it. But you could do things that doesn't involve money. Maybe it's work ethic. Maybe it's hard labor. Whatever it is. You know, I love watching those videos of those guys from like Papua New Guinea or something where they make these houses and lavish places underground digging out into the dirt and stuff it's just, it's amazing videos and what does that take it doesn't cost any money it, it takes a lot of time takes a lot of energy a lot of a lot of hours in the day a lot of hard work making sure you're you're nourished you got the right nutrition you got the right supplies all that kind of stuff it's possible we could all do that but we tend not to because we've gotten to the mindset of just paying a contractor to build a house but so it doesn't require money. We tend to do a lot of things that, that does money because of how we live. But you could do things that doesn't require the money, okay? And it could just be other stuff. Maybe there's a goal in a relationship. Maybe there's certain things you want to do, okay? Uh, sometimes it does cost money on some things. Let's say I had an ex who l- loved anything Disney. This is back when I was living up north, and. She always wanted to go to Disney. Now, granted, where we were living up north, not going to be able to go. Um, and, yeah, we could have taken a vacation. We didn't. But that right there, there could have been a purpose behind a trip. 
Now, that would have cost me money, yes, but besides that. But, you know, what it is is what's the purpose of the trip? Let's let's sidestep the money and how to fund it. What's the purpose of the trip? The purpose would have been to show my girlfriend at the time how much I loved her and cared about her that I wanted to do something that she always wanted to do. And she knew, she knew, I hate Disney. I am, I, I don't want to go to Disneyland, Disney World, Disney anything. Don't want to do it. You know, I, I'd go to Epcot. I love the idea of cultures and stuff around the planet. So that's a cool thing. I'd do that. But I wouldn't want to go to Disney World or Disneyland or Hong Kong Disney, Euro Disney, any of that crap. Um, but what was the what would have been the purpose of the trip? The purpose would not have been for my joy. I probably would have had some fun, of course. But it would have been the purpose of what it meant for her. I had an ex that she loved classical records and she loved classic music. One of the bands she actually enjoys is the Beatles. I went out of my way to also the fact she knows I love cultures and different languages and different countries. So traveling, I found, and my mom really liked this too because she loved the Beatles. I found for my ex a classical record for the Beatles, a special edition with a, uh, for a release they did in Japan, if I remember right. It was Japanese. And it was over there now, obviously, the, the Beatles, they're from England, they speak English. But it was a special kind of album cover, if I remember right, that was to be released over there. Um... That had Japanese artwork to it, Japanese lettering, uh, all that kind of stuff, and um, it, it had some. It had some like I don't want to call it amateur artwork, but it had that kind of stuff, you know, freelance artwork to it. And it was it was cool. It was really cool looking. It, it really was. And so I got her this album for her, uh, this record with the case and everything for her to enjoy. And the gl- the glimmer on her face, the, the 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 joy, was so much because she loves records, she loves the Beatles, and it had a touch for me. I like culture, I like different countries, I like different languages. So the music obviously was going to be in English, but the album cover with this cool kind of artwork there was a purpose behind it. there was a definition yeah i spent the money i, I didn't break the bank no anything don't worry so that was even easier for the gift it was like 60 70 bucks you know i mean and trust me you're talking about a classical album for the beatles from like what the 60s or 70s that's a fucking steal but i the, the, there was a definition behind the gift uh, that's one of the things i do like i'm i'm actually I'm horrible overall when it comes to presents, except because one of the things I've done for Christmas, I am really good at getting gifts for people for Christmas by getting one gift. Now, this last year I was able to get like three, but because it was a a common theme, um, I bought when I was up in uh, Georgia, I went to this one place I always go to, Magnolia Plantations, uh, was like exit 55 on I-75 in Georgia. Um, near El Dorado and Tifton. And I buy a lot of this stuff from the Sunbelt Plantations uh, goods. And they got these different kinds of mustards and jams and jellies and preserves, relishes. Oh, it's delicious. I still got their Vidalia onion chili sauce in the fridge. I love it. And I bought a bunch of things for my family like that. Now, that's just a nice little delicious treat like that. Then I went when I was in Georgia, I was driving, same trip, same trip, and there was a place I saw that had our family name to it. It's this one store, has all these different kinds of meats and preserves and relishes, the same kind of thing, barbecue sauces, a lot of barbecue, and a lot of different things, and it had the family name to it. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be perfect. So I got those, and I bought a bunch of things for my family, and what I did was I got some things unique. Like my mom and my aunt, I both got them the jalapeno mustard, they Loved it. They devoured it. My uh, my dad, he's diabetic. So I got him this kind of beef seasoning that he can use. 
for his food, for his meats that he can, when he's cooking, that's sugar free. And that way it's something he can enjoy because he's got to be careful. Okay. Now that was just a little bit extra. I mean, it was mostly the family name, but that was a little extra touch. But then also, for my sister and my nana, this is where I had the most fun. For my sister, I bought this. It turns out I, she still has it, and I've had some of it. It's delicious. It's got a honey flavor to it. It's called Scuppernung Jelly. I wanted to get the weirdest name for my sister because I wanted to make a point of, you know, it's weird and quirky and, and silly, and um, I want to make a joke towards you and just be complicated. And Because uh, she sometimes gets annoyed at how complicated I could be. So I did all that, too. For my Nana, I had the best thing. It was pretty simple. There's this one kind of berry called elderberry. And so I bought her a thing of that elderberry jam. She loved it. And I made the joke like, this one was perfect for you, elderberry. And everyone got the joke and everyone thought it was funny. I also bought for my, my dad, my mom, and my sister a bunch of movies that went with themes for them. My mom's very religious, so I bought a bunch of History Channel uh, documentaries they did on Jesus and the disciples and stuff like that. And she was really excited. For my dad, I bought the the collection of Mission Impossible. He likes He loves Mission Impossible except for the second one. So five out of six, whatever. Uh, and for my sister, I bought The Hunger Games, I bought this movie called uh, Mary, and one other one, and they were all about women who were defiant, you know, who could stand up and not take garbage and be able to define. And that was the theme I went for her. So I'm, I actually did very well for the fact that overall I bought two different kind of gifts, sweets and movies that could go over. And I got lucky, but usually I'm only good about one. But I can do that. Like one gift for the most part. I mean, the fact that I bought this stuff because it was the family name got lucky, you know. But the rest of it, like the movies, for example, I'm good at pulling off one kind of gift per person by defining like that. But after that, I'm a problem. But I can define. And so I'm defining the purpose of the gift. What's the purpose of the item? Well, it's a gift from a family member. Okay. But how can we take it up to the next level? How can we define it more? And that's what I because you can get anybody something. You know, you can you can get your girlfriend at any time a bouquet of red roses. Okay, you can do it any day of the week. But can you get something even more that sticks? Some kind of symbolic reason, some big definition. Uh, and if you can pull that off, you makes so much more of a sticking point and that's what's going to surprise people you know that's what's going to throw people off because sentimentalness is a big thing you know it's sentiment is something important and if you can make a major sentiment for it um then you'll be able to pull off so much more and that's what it that's what i'm doing like with my overtime check is i've i put a sentimental reason behind it paying off my car and then going towards increasing my net worth. Okay? So. Uh, delicious. Excuse me. Um, if you can do that, you can do so much more. And that's what it is. It's, it's all about not just what, what the item is. What does it mean? And... It's amazing what you can pull off when you do that. Not just for other people. When you do it for a gift for other people, it's great. It's amazing. It's a great feeling. You know, because you, so, you could take something so small and make it feel so big. Um, I mean, like, my uh, I'll, okay, I'll tell you about a, a good example of something that didn't cost any money. It just cost time. Now, I'm a big supporter of people who want to, who have their religious freedom and everything. No way it's not getting into politics. But at the same time, I'm not, for the most part, religious myself. I'm borderline agnostic at this point. You know, because the truth is, I don't know. But my ex, the same one I bought that Beatles album for, she is very religious. And so there was this one time, now this is back in college. Um, she's messaging me and she's dealing with stress and her anxiety is up. And she tells me she's going to be going to the chapel. Now, people know I went to a religious university. Uh, ironically, I'm agnostic, but I went there. Great, loved the school. But so she's going to go to the cha- to the 24-hour chapel that they have there and sit in and relax and think. And so I decided to surprise her. So she goes there, and I'm waiting there for her. 
So as she starts to go inside, you know, I get her attention and she's amazed that I'm there. And I said, you know, I just want to be, uh, I wanted to be here for you. You know, I wanted you to know that I'm here. And um, I went in there with, and I said, I'm not going to say anything. You know, I'll be in there sitting with you. And it's not like I'm not saying anything because uh, I'm not going to indulge you. No, 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 no. What it was was she was going to go in there to be by herself and pray and, and, and have a moment. So I told her I was going to be quiet so she could still do that. If she wants to talk to me, I will uh, gladly talk to her. But I wanted her to know that I was going to afford her the peace and quiet. But to know that my presence is there. I'm there to support her. I'm there to be with her. I'm there to uh, to, to help her. You know? And that put such a value through the moon for her. That I was basically a saint for like the next week. You know? Because I did that for her, especially because she knows how irreligious I am. And like, and we talked about that, and I said, look, I'm not religious. You know that. But you are, and it means a lot to you. And you're dealing with stress right now, and I can I can be here for you. I'm not, I don't feel it's sanctimonious or, or sacrilege for me to go into a church or a chapel. It's not like that. I'm here for you, you know. There's no services going on. I'm just here to support you. And that right there, I defined the intention of what I was doing. I defined what I was doing. I gave it a purpose. I was just going to be chilling at my place, doing nothing. And you know what? I instead went to, um, I instead went to the chapel and spent the time with her, and decided that this was going to be what I was going to do. That I was going to support her. And that's what that, that, it went to the moon. Because what was its purpose? What was the purpose of it? When you do that for yourself and for others. The, 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 the limits are endless. When you define what you got going on. You know. If you can put a purpose to whatever it is. The item becomes so much more powerful. So much stronger. It could be the littlest of things, you know. You know, uh, people who there's a number of people who've listened to me over the years because started all because of the wrestling world. So let me give a wrestling reference. Billy Gunn is working for AEW right now, All Elite Wrestling. What is he doing there? He's helping build up and get out there his son Austin Gunn. You know, they got the Gun Show going on. Uh, the Gun Club. I'm sorry. The Gun Show is Billy Gunn and. Uh, Big Show back in 2000, 2001. Um, the Gun Club going on. It's Billy Gunn and his son Austin. What's the purpose of him still wrestling? He's helping out his son get, hone his craft, got him a job, getting him out there to the people, and propelling his son. Billy doesn't need the money. Billy's a coach for AEW. He, uh, obviously, he probably does other stuff like advising and stuff, but... He's doing, he's wrestling again. One, he enjoys the wrestling, there's no doubt. But the other thing is that he, he, he's having fun being there with his son doing it. Eric Bischoff said the same thing. He, he regrets a lot about his time in TNA. But he said that the, the one good thing was that it, it made great bonding time with him, him and his son, because Garrett was finally able to start doing wrestling. He started off as a referee, honed his skills, eventually got into actually wrestling, all that kind of stuff. And he said that alone, made his time in TNA worth it was the time he got to bond with his son in the company and everything like that. And it's because he defined it in the end. He defined what the purpose was. Not that that was the purpose for being in TNA, but it was a bonus that now if he has any regrets for his time in TNA, he can look back and, and give the purpose, make that the purpose instead of why he could still look back with joy. And that's what it, that's what it is. If you can do this for yourself and for others, but especially for yourself, and I know it sounds selfish, but you got to fix yourself before you can help fix others. You got to help yourself before you help others. Sometimes you're helping yourself a little bit and you can help out other people and it helps you a lot. I'm a guy who likes to help. I love helping people. I do. Um, and it helps me by helping other people. It's good for my soul. It's good for my being. It's good for my psyche. There's no lie about that. 
And if I can do it, I can do it. And I enjoyed imminently. I've, I, what it is is when you help people, I've defined it. It's good for my soul and good for other people. That's the definition. That's the purpose. You know, I go in and I do my overtime, and people say, like, oh, "At least you're making bank." And you know what I say to them? And honestly, this pisses off some of the people at work. You know what I say? I don't do it for the money. I make enough. Between my job and my pension, I make more than enough. Okay. I make a good amount of money. I, I, more than I, than I, uh, not to say that more than I need. No. Uh, if I made a million dollars, more than I need. But I make a, more than enough for the comfort style that I have become accustomed to. I'm not somebody who lives on a $50,000 a year salary living the life of a $70,000 a year person and ended up at 20000 in debt. No. That's not how I am. I'm a guy who makes more than $50,000 a year, and I live the comfortability of, well, let's do the math. Once I pay off my car, once I pay off my car, let's look at what I got. I got $600 a month in rent. That will be $7,200 a year. My phone bill is $70 a month. Let's be nice and say $100 in case some for some odd reason it goes up, the rate goes up. I don't know. $100 a, a month, 1200 a year, 8400 <coughs> Food. If I can get myself down to $600 a month overall, and I because I, I splurge at times and I buy some stuff. But I also buy for my sister too. Um, $600 a month, that is $7,200. $7,200, $7,200, $1,400. Tack on the $1,200 for the phone, $1,400. Uh, 14.6, 15.6. Uh, my auto insurance, it's gonna be 1500 a year. 1500 on top of the 15.6, uh, 16.1, 17.1. Between food, auto insurance, phone bill, rent. My housing bills, seventeen grand. Now let's add a hundred dollars a month for gas, conservatively. Let's add two hundred. Let's be nice. Two hundred dollars a month in, in gas. Just just go off. Let's. It's good to make a. It's good to make a buffer. And if anything, that extra money with the two hundred will put up some other stuff. So twenty four hundred dollars a year. Now we're talking nineteen thousand five hundred. I'm still between my car. Food and my 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 living expenses and my phone. I'm coming out to less than twenty grand a year. Let's just call it an even twenty. I make over fifty thousand a year. I got everything covered with less than half of my salary. Well, tacking on my pension as well. Just my salary. Uh, it's more. It's just over half. That's not bad. I mean that's what that's what I've uh, that's what I've gotten accustomed to, and I'm comfortable, and that's why I can put away into my savings and other stuff. But also, I can do things that can help out because I have more room to breathe. I can find ways to make myself more joyful, helping people, talking on the air like this. I enjoy. You know what this cost me? The laptop I'm using I got as a gift for for Christmas a couple of years back. Um, Hundred dollars a year for Mixler. And then time and energy. That's all it cost me. 100 bucks a year. Let's tack on another 100 bucks for other items, such as getting a new headset. Uh, maybe I'll get a new fan. That'll cost me, because I can buy cheap. I'll probably buy a $20, $30 one and go from there, you know? Um, I mean, in the end, I've got things covered like that. I've, I've got my joys. Video games. You know, we could tack on an extra... Uh, or TV items, you know, we'll tack on an extra $50 a month. That's 600 a year. I'm still not even hitting, you know, I, I, I got my joys and I got the things that I, I love to do. Whether it's simple, whether it's calm, whatever. When you can figure that out, your limits are endless. You know, I mean, I've got myself down pat 
I've got myself down. Look, look right now I'm actually helping out a friend right now. Message. Uh, with some things that they got going on. So, yeah, definitely. Um, but... It's because I've defined what I'm doing. A lot of times, you know what? Here's the thing. I got it simple down to the point that I got my chair over here. I sit down and I watch a lot of Netflix. I've been rewatching The Crown again. I want to rewatch Turn, Washington Spies. I love that. There's a lot of history involved. I love that. Same as The Crown. Uh, the Borgias I've been rewatching. House of Cards. No history involved in it. All fiction, but a lot of stuff learned because you guys know me when it comes to politics like that. Um, there's a little bit of historical moments that they use back in time here or there. That's some good stuff. Um, there's, there's so much laziness that I have at times with relaxing, but there's also so much that I do. And I found a way to enjoy. And I found a way to, 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 to do it peacefully and happily. And it's because I defined what the meaning is behind for a lot of the things. The laziness watching on Netflix is just for me to relax, be calm, and not spend money. Netflix costs $10 a month. I pay my sister for her account. I pay for half. That $5 a month, somewhere falls in the extra expenses that I tacked on before with the math I did. Um, but I defined my items and... It gives so much more when I do those things. There are times I do stuff, like I just get a good, it's like a fire is lit underneath me and I just get right to work. That's awesome. You need to do that every so often. You need to relight that fire. When the flame goes out, you go down. You go out, just like the flame. Um, but when you def when you put a meaning behind it and when you can get yourself going, it it's amazing. So look at what the things you do. What's the hobbies that you have in life? What's the things you're doing to better yourself? What are you doing financially better? Are you saving up? Are you looking to buy something specific? Maybe you're trying to buy a car. Maybe you're trying to buy a house. Maybe you're trying to get that nice, beautiful va uh, two-week vacation to Europe like you've been planning to do with the missus for how long, you know? I've heard about times like that with marriages. Like all they ever said, like the one thing they always wanted was to take a vacation one day. And it's like, I remember from the show, Efforts for Family, I love that show. You know, you got Smokey in there. He's like, you know, it's still easier to mess up. Trust me, I know. He's like, you got, still got to take care of your family. You know, those that you, that you, that care about you. You know, he's like saying, you know, my wife, all she ever said, the, the one thing she only ever asked for is that one day we take a vacation together. And I'd always say, yeah, sure. But that day never came. And now she's banging the mailman and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, I'm, I, but it's like, that's what it was. Was that, that what was the meaning behind that? She said she wanted to take a trip, leave the country, go someplace, and he said, "Yeah, we'll do it someday." And the day never came. That mean what it was was that trip was not just a trip. That was a defining thing in their marriage was that they were going to take a vacation together one day, just go out of their way, splurge a little bit, see the world together. My dad's the same way. My dad's been able, because he's been a career truck driver, he's been able to see the United States and Canada so much. He wants to see the world, but he will not see without my mom. And my mom lives in a bubble, so it's tough. Uh, but he's been able to see the United States and Canada because of work, and he's loved every bit of it. I mean, there's a lot of things here that he hates the cities. He hates New York City. He hates L.A. He hates Portland. He hates Seattle. He hates Jersey. I mean, obviously, South Jersey's beautiful. Uh, he hates Cleveland. He hates the cities, but he loves the ruralness. Like he, like I mentioned, I mentioned before Seattle. He hates Seattle, but the beauty of Eastern Washington with the mountains and everything—he's he, in heaven. He loves it. One of his favorite places is when he's driving through Wyoming, which I've seen the pictures. It's awesome. Um, but that's what it is: is that he's he's been able to enjoy that kind of stuff. And some people, that's all it needs to be is that that's a major th – it becomes a symbol, you know. Like I listen to Dave Ramsey a lot and he's pointed out that if you sell your car, that's major because it's an emotional purchase. You buy a car that's got money that you need to sell in the end, it's a car that had an emotional connection. And 
to do it is a big thing. And if you can sell your car, you will be able to do so much more. And that's the symbolism he's getting towards uh, because you define the item. If you have a problem selling the car, why? I mean, it's just a car, but it's a car I've always wanted. Ah, so you defined it. Like I've talked about it. Give me $15,000, roughly fifteen twenty thousand dollars $20,000. I'd love to buy a 1971 Chevelle SS. Dull black paint job with, you know, uh, what I mean by that is no gloss or shine like that. You know, the, the, the dull looking color. Like, like The Rock had in the movie Faster. Um, you know, with the double white stripes. I love that car. I want that. It's the exact same one from Faster. I love that. I saw like a burnt sienna, brownish orange color one time with the, with the, the, the glitter shine to it. It was a beautiful car. It's not exactly what I was looking for, but it was a beautiful car that, you know, if I had the money to throw away, I would have bought it. Sure. Um, but it's like that's the connection I've made. It's made an emotional thing. I want that car. So now if I can get it, it's going to be an emotional deal. And if I can't afford it, then trying to sell it becomes so hard because I always wanted it. And I finally get it, but then I have to sell it. You, It's an emotional connection, purpose behind it. I've defined the car. You may not realize you defined the car entirely. You'd just be like, eh, it's just a car I've always wanted. But guess what? If you can't sell it, there's a there's a definition behind it. So I'm going to get out of here because we're 46 minutes in, coming up to 47, and just point out like that, that when you define something, when you give it a purpose, when you give it a meaning, it can be so much more. Now, sometimes it could cost you, so you got to figure that kind of stuff. And I don't just mean like in uh, dollar form. I'm talking stress. I'm talking anguish. I'm talking anxiety. Whatever, whatever have you. Um, if you could, uh, but at the same time, if there's something you're trying to shoot for, and you can pull it off to where you can afford it. Not just in dollar form, in time, in energy, in anguish, in stress, to where there's so much joy afterwards, to where it's stress-free afterwards. Then you've done something amazing. Then you've made a real success for you personally, whatever it may be. <laughs> you go, Sky Genie, I want to buy a car just to caress it. No other reason. There you go. Um... It's amazing what you can pull off if you can pull it off. You know, I've been working on paying my debt. When I got my account, I got my my new credit card to pull over uh, my to pull over a lot of my credit card. And let's see, the fifteen months ended in the the end of July. So that would have been April. In April of last year, between my credit cards and my car, I was looking at about nineteen, twenty thousand dollars in debt. Now, I'm down to less than four thousand, and I put purpose behind my credit, my my overtime check. Guess now I can do this. I'm going back to finance, but because it's the biggest thing I got going on right now. When it comes to purpose and definition, I have declared a purpose for my overtime checks to where I can have my car paid off by by the beginning of November, roughly, depending on when I get that last overtime check. Uh, I could pay it off sooner, but I'm trying to I'm pu- I'm trying to use my regular monthly bill, that stimulus check they're talking about, and my overtime checks. If I do it everything like that. I can have it paid off. Let's just say it's by December. Let's say I have to push it to December. That means 21 months. In 21 months, I will have paid off 20 grand. Less than two years. I have declared a purpose towards my credit. My credit score is amazing right now. I've put a purpose towards paying off my credit, towards paying off my debt and everything to the point that I am at where I'm at. And it's it's really gone around me, and I could I could have it paid off so much sooner. I could pay it off right now if I want, but I'm trying not to dig into my savings account, and that's the purpose right there. I've declared a purpose for my 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 savings account. It's to save, and if I can keep going, keep getting that energy, I could pay I could probably pay off my car. If I lived on ramen for the next month, I'd have it probably paid off by the end of next month. By the end of next month. Uh, but I'm spacing it out. I took a look. There's no real payoff. 
I think I saved 50 cents, actually. I thought it was 20 bucks. No, I saved 50 cents if I sell off, if I pay it off right now. So what's the point? So let's, uh, the point is, well, you'd be done with it much sooner. Yes, that's true. But I can, I can handle what I got going on. I've decided I'll do this. I'll bite this much. But the fact is I've made an end game. I've said, no matter what happens, by New Year's Day, I will have no debt. So I've set up a clock. If I've got a penny pinch on some things here or there, I'm going to do it. I know I can do it. I've declared the purpose, and I've declared the purpose for my overtime. I just did overtime today. I had to do another four hours on top of my 12-hour shift. I'm up to 12 hours of overtime right now. You know what I realized? If I do overtime 22 hours this month and the next two months, I will have paid off my car along with that stimulus check they're talking about. I'll have paid off my car by the beginning of November. Okay? So I'll be ahead by two months. If I do more hours, then every extra dollar I get is going towards the car. And after that, it's going towards my savings account for my goal, my new goal of my net work. You got to set a new goal. You got to set a new purpose. So remember that. And again, look, I'm talking everything on finance right now, but it's not just about finance. It's about so many other things. Doing for other people. Something that costs no money. Just time. Just energy. And I know sometimes that sounds like I'm making something sound too simplistic, but sometimes it really is, and we just make it to be more than it is. You know? Sometimes we look at it and we underrate what it is. And it needs to be more. So we, it's, a, it's a two-edged sword. Double-edged sword. Two-way street. That's what I meant to say. I, I combined those two. Um, like right now, you know what I'm going to do when I get off here? I'm going to be playing Red Dead Redemption. I finally downloaded, I finally installed the game. I'm going to play Red Dead Redemption 2. I'm going to go, I'm going to get myself a nice peanut butter jelly sandwich. Simple. Cost me, between the jam and that scuppernung jelly I was talking about before, and the peanut butter, and the tortilla. Yes, I use a tortilla. Uh, compared to how much I paid for the jam, for the peanut butter, and for the tortilla all together, which is probably about 10 bucks. The jelly's a little expensive. Um, it's probably going to cost me about a dollar fifty in in actual items that I'm using for this one time. Well, I can go back out and I can purchase a lot of stuff. I went out and bought some. I ordered some food over the phone. and I went and picked it up. Good stuff. That cost me about twenty bucks because I also am a high tipper. So, but that's the other thing is I've also budgeted myself to how much to spend each day. So, I'm dragging on. We're coming at fifty three minutes now. <laughs> so. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Hope you use it as some kind of fuel to better yourself. Um, if you guys are listening live, I'm going to try to do another show tomorrow uh, with the guys and go from there. But enjoy what you got going on. Enjoy what you're figuring out, and define the items you got going on. Because when you light the when you define something, you sometimes light a fire behind you, and you can just amazingly do something. So I'm getting out of here. You guys have a good one.